So it's Valentine's Day. We've all got love on the brain. But also, it kind of got our team talking. We're a town of 2.5 million locals and 42 million visitors. So as locals, does dating kind of suck in Las Vegas? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm joined by producer Layla Mohammed and contributor Michael M.J. Lyle. We're all veterans of the Vegas dating scene, so we have a frank conversation about how to navigate dating in our big little town. It's Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. I'm Sonia Cho Swanson, and this is what Las Vegas is talking about. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Welcome, MJ. Hello, Layla. Happy Valentine's Day. Hello. Welcome, MJ. Happy Valentine's Day to you both. So, of course, it being the holiday of love, I have questions for you about dating in Vegas. If you could sum up your Vegas dating experience with one movie title, what would it be called? I would say how to lose a guy in 10 days, but that implies I can keep a guy for 10 days. Uh, (laughs) But it is about a journalist, you know, trying to in a a metropolitan city, trying to find love, which is so unrealistic in 10 days, by the way. But that's neither here nor there. Of course. Mm -hmm. I still love that movie. Yeah. What about you, Layla? I would have to say 27 Dresses, um, the movie that's like always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Not that I want to be a bride, but Mm -hmm. most of my friends are in relationships. So I'm kind of in that weird limbo stage of, can I like steal you away from your significant others so we can just like hang out and I don't have to be a third, fifth, seventh Uh. wheel? Oh my God, I'm always a third wheel to you. <laughs> I know. Cuffing season went hard and I was not prepared. I prepared for flu season and COVID season, but not cuffing season. Exactly. What What about you, Sonia? I was going to say home alone because <laughs> 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 I'm a little bit of a homebody, but technically I am actually in like a long-term relationship. I did get married last fall. And uh, I guess if I had to say, like to sum up my Vegas dating experience, it would be the good, the bad, and the weird. Ooh. (laughs) We'll get into that. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one to describe Vegas dating. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask you guys, because I feel like I hear this all the time from people, dating in Vegas sucks. What do you think? Do you think it's hard to date in our city? I think so. I mean, every big metropolitan area will say that it sucks to date there. But Vegas, I feel like it's really unique because our city's so transient. There's so many tourists. You don't know who lives here and who doesn't. So it's hard to navigate. I would agree. I like I understand like every city probably has its complications and I've never really dated in a other large metropolitan city but it does just feel weird like we have this whole different industry with that caters to tourism and people are like coming and going and people aren't here for a long time even like in the political scene people are coming and going all the time and so it just feels a little bit weird and we obviously have a good gay community but it feels like i missed the boat i feel like everyone like coupled up super quick by the time i was out 
and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I feel it's a smaller gay community. And so that kind of adds a layer of complication to the intricacies of dating in Las Vegas. Mm, For sure. And I think we have to address the elephant in the room here, which is like, we have 2.5 million residents and we have 42 million visitors in Las Vegas every year. So are tourists the problem? Are tourists clogging up our dating apps? Ooh, that's a good question because to MJ's point, the people who live here, you feel like you've met them all, you've seen them all, everyone knows each other. And so whenever you do come across a new face, my first immediate thought is, oh, they're a tourist Mm -hmm. or they probably don't live here Mm -hmm. or they're probably the horrible type of tourist who come here and tries to trick you and be like, oh, I'm traveling or I live here part time. Like no one lives in Las Vegas part time. I have a love hate relationship with tourism because I know it's like our economy essentially. And so we need people to come in here. But yeah, some of them come here and they're just very weird because like they have this mentality about Vegas and people who live Mm. there. And so the way that they like treat people who live here is just not kind of not kind right like people finding out like i went to unlv and it was like oh that doesn't sound like a very good school like i've had that <laughs> it's like people comment that multiple times i'm like well well thank you that was a not needed comment yeah i feel like on the flip side though i have gone and like gone out and met tourists for drinks and it could be fun but then you know there's nothing like long term even if you might exchange numbers and chat here and there i'm sure sonia you could speak that long term is challenging and so and also do you want a commitment long term off of one drink with a a guy that flew in that you kind of randomly met up so yeah that's hard i mean i I should confess the last time i was on the apps was like three years ago so but are you two all on the apps is that your primary way of dating in las vegas it was last year I've made a commitment to stay off of the apps. Really? Because it was just like I either was running into people who I've known for a very long time. People were like sending my profile to my friends and be like, look, I found Layla on a dating app. And I'm like, no. Oh, my God. God, That's so mortifying. (laughs) But yeah, it was horrible. It was (gasps) funny, but low key was horrible. And then you would run into tourists like I would like I said tourists lie and say that oh I'm here part-time or I'm here for a few months like why are you in Vegas for a few months like you're leaving tomorrow you're not here for a few months right did you do you have swipe anxiety where you stumble across someone that you know and like you have to think mentally like how much do I like this person but what happens if I swipe left I did delete all my apps on January 1st I was like new year new me I don't Mm -hmm. need this only to (laughs) re-download <laughs> exactly. Like now that Valentine's Day is here, I'm like, oh gosh, should I re-download them? But I have that swiping anxiety of like, oh, I used to swipe right if I recognized you. And it was like, oh funny, haha, I ran into you on a dating app. But then that got weird. And so I weird. stopped swiping right on anyone that I knew. But then I just didn't like seeing people that I know and people were still like messaging me and be like, Oh, I saw you on a dating app. But it's weird. You know what? So this is making me think. I feel like the problem with the dating apps, at least in Vegas, is that we have both a small town problem and a big town problem, right? Mm -hmm. Our small town problem is that the locals are actually a pretty small community. And like you said, Leila, you're going to like run into people you know. Maybe you have the swiping anxiety, MJ. Maybe you have friends who are screenshotting your profile, which honestly sounds so horrible. What a violation of your privacy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Call out your friends, Leila. (laughs) Um. <laughs> <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> okay. And then it's like our giant 
tourism industry? Because I don't know if you noticed this, but I felt like on the apps, when I was on the apps, I would notice like, oh my gosh, there are a lot of guys in cowboy hats on horses. Oh, it's national finals rodeo. Or be like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, so many like plastic chunky frame glasses and like techie people with like techie jobs. Oh wait, it's CES. Yeah. And so you could always tell which convention was in town based on like who was filling up the feed on your dating apps at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. The other point about apps is my former roommate back in like 2015, we both downloaded like this new gay app. I think it was called Surge. And Mm -hmm. just to show you how apps could just be different for different people, we downloaded, set up our profiles at the exact same time. He got all these matches met his future husband on it i went on zero dates from that app so (gasps) it's just like that just kind of shows that like you could be in the same location you could be like downloaded at the same time and have completely different experiences wow that's interesting and it's so sad because well not sad but it's so interesting because it makes you feel like am i doing something wrong on the apps yeah but it's really all up to chance and all like up to who comes across your profile or who who you see on your yeah. screen so it's- or more cynically it's all up to the algorithm right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Sona, do you think there's a way to be successful on the apps in Vegas? Okay, well, first of all, I have to caveat and say that I'm going to sound incredibly type A, but I think there are many acceptable ways to like date and you don't always have to be looking out for like your one and only. But I got to a certain age when I was like, you know what, I am ready to settle down and that's what I want in life for myself. So I took a very, shall we say, methodical approach to the dating apps. I created a two-page bullet point list of everything that I was looking for in a partner. And then the second thing I did was on on Bumble, you can actually pay for a Bumble upgrades so you see who's already swiped right on you. And my whole goal here was to just not waste time, right? So I just only like matched to people who'd already liked me first. So I knew that we were definitely going to match. And then I was like, I don't want to go out and like meet somebody and spend money and time on a date if we're not a match. So I video chatted with a small select group of people. And then like once I whittled that down, then I actually met a smaller group of people in person. I love this. And it worked. (laughs) Yeah, if it works, it works. I love this. I'm like taking notes. Yeah. And I guess my whole theory is that people like to say that the apps are this very artificial way of meeting someone. But the truth is every way of meeting someone is artificial. In the same way that conversation you have with somebody that you bump into at a bookstore or like at a bar is not necessarily an indication of whether or not you're going to have a great long-term relationship with that person, a dating profile similarly is not going to tell you whether you're not going to have, whether you're going to have a good relationship with that person. They're just starting places. They're different Mm. starting places, but they're both just starting places. So that's why I kind of felt like, you know, might as well put the odds in my favor. Yeah. Layla, I wonder if this is how you feel too. And I, and I think about my friend who found his future husband after getting a good amount of matches, he was very willing to go into that situation with an open mind. I feel like I was a little bit skeptical because still to this day, I think about the traditional rom-com meet cutes. You both randomly meet at a bookstore and like bump into each other. Like that whole like rom-com storyboard which isn't really real it's rom-coms are they're false like they're not real but like it's Mm -hmm. still that scene has like planted a seed in a lot of people's minds of like 
well, this is how we should be meeting people in our modern society. And so I wonder how much that plays in how I view apps and if that perception like really influences how I'm actually approaching apps and approaching how I talk with people on apps too. So I wonder if Layla, do you find that kind of a hindrance, like a, a skepticism towards apps might have also kind of be at play? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because when I'm on the apps, it's kind of that thing where like, oh, like this sucks. My attitude is already negative. And so maybe I am projecting that attitude onto these people that I'm swiping on or these dates or just like the whole experience of being on the apps. But then when I'm out in person, like I feel more optimistic and more excited than I do about swiping on the apps. And Sonia, to your approach, I think that's genius for Vegas dating in particular because there's Mm. so many different kinds of people that come through Vegas, even the locals. There's so many different kinds of people here from the military people to the industry people to the politics people. There's just so many different kinds of people in and through Vegas. So I think going on the apps and kind of taking a methodical approach, if you know what you want or if you know what kind of experience you want, kind of being prepared for that. Because I know when I first started on the apps, I kind of was just like, seeing what sticks and not having a idea of what I'm doing, but having some sort of idea, especially in a town like Vegas, I think can help you. And to be clear, like a lot of me being methodical and figuring out what I wanted wasn't things like, oh, they have to have a graduate degree or they have to like look a very specific kind of way. It was like, when I talk to them, are they trying to like mansplain to me, you know, and tell me that they know better than me? How do they talk about their family? So I don't think that I have some happily ever after story because I got married. I think my happily ever after is that I grew up and matured and went to enough therapy to get to a place where I could find a really good, healthy partnership for myself. You know, that Mm, to me goes like my happily ever after. You know what that's called? What? Growth. Ah, <laughs> lovely. Oh, That's love an insecure reference. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm curious, you guys. Let's say you're having a first, second, or a third date. So pretty early on, where would you take someone in Vegas for that early on date when you're still kind of getting to know them, maybe trying to impress them a little bit? But give me your ideal date night out. So I had like a good run at Yard House at Town Square. It feels so central. <laughs> mm-hmm. It feels so safe. You can go to a movie right afterwards. Oh. It, as much as like a, a foodie of I am, I love trying new restaurants. I don't think trying new restaurants on first dates might be for me just because I know I love food and I don't want that impression to really <laughs> hinder people's perception of me. And I know like that- Like if you're going like, to get too judgy, you mean? <laughs> Is this like- Yeah. And I get committed to my food where like I <laughs> will not listen to your questions. And so Yard House, like I'm not going to like grub that hard on food where I'm going to be able to eat drink and like still have conversation with you and not like be food focused and so a basic spot totally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I hate small talk so (laughs) I like to try to limit the amount of time I have to spend just talking on dates and there's some great places to do activities in Vegas like downtown Summerlin perfect place you can go to dinner go to a movie go to the arcade go to a bar do an activity where it's not so dependent on the conversation. There is an arcade at the Meadows Mall. Oh, um, I didn't know that. 
At first, when I was pulling up to the mall, when I was pulling up to the mall, honestly, I was like, no, this guy did not just take me to <laughs> a mall for and our first specifically date. Specifically, the Meadows Mall. Yeah, I was like, not into it. You didn't give me gallery, yeah? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, you couldn't take me to fashion show, but... Um, yeah, so hear me out, Meadows Mall. They have a bowling and arcade place called Round One. It's actually pretty fun. Hmm. Meadows Mall isn't the typical place that you would want to go for a first date but the arcade is pretty fun if you want to do a similar type thing and then second date you can just go to dinner go get drinks because you can hopefully feel like you can talk to this person more nice yeah i think parkway taverns always a trusted location pretty chill good food good drinks um and there's multiple locations around the valley yeah. So for me, for first date, definitely like public setting, right? You want to be like as safe as possible. But mm-hmm. I like it when you can attach it to like some kind of little like meander or like wander. So like, you know how Ferguson's downtown has that marketplace in the alley? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you get coffee at Public Us, grab your coffee, then you can be like, let's head over to the market. Let's go check out, you know, market in the alley. And then you can kind of make it as long or as short as you need it to be. <laughs> you can be like, mm-hmm. okay, I saw everything I needed to. Like, I'm done. Let's get out of here. You know, or, you know, you can be like meander, like take your time time like sit down enjoy people watch while you're chatting so that feels like a kind of a nice little escape hatch and then I would think for like a second or third date I have gone on hikes before my one caveat is that I don't know about you guys but I don't get cell service out at my like when I go out to Red Rock does that happen yeah, for it's you body. It's body, so you definitely want to trust the person before yeah. you go out there <laughs> yeah I will actually like screenshot their profile picture send their like picture and like phone number to a trusted friend and be like here's where I'm going hiking here's how long the hike should take and I will text or call you when I'm back out of the dead zone absolutely mm-hmm. I have friends that actually send me their like their find my friend location before dates um, oh yeah smart. oh same I share my location with like I think all of my almost all of my friends I'm very I'm like do you want my location because I'll share it with you <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um so that that is a safe thing and like taking a picture of their driver's license oh wow that's like I do that a lot too because <laughs> you Lisa, never know. How? How you do never you know? Do you ask them for their driver's license or you just like steal their wallet? <laughs> I, I ask. I'm very like, especially on dates, I'm very forward with like, I need your driver's license to take a picture so I can make sure that I'm safe and send it to my friends. And they're usually fine with it. If they're not fine with it, that's a red flag. Okay. And that's when you know, like, oh, you're probably a tourist here right. and you don't want to show me your Maryland driver's license. Oh, interesting. So it's like a litmus test almost. Mm -hmm. Well, let's wrap it up on a positive note. The CityCast Las Vegas team has been blessed with some very neat, cute Vegas dating stories. So we've got three other folks on our team. We've got Scott, our newsletter editor, David and Vogue are our co-hosts. And they actually all met their partners not on dating apps in Vegas. So we asked Scott, Vogue and David to share their Vegas love stories with us. Let's, Let's take a listen. I don't know if I'd think about it in that way, but it is my Vegas love story. So we met at the Arts Factory. He invited me to his open mic night that he co-hosted, and that was downtown. And so this was at Emergency Arts, and it was the beat. So human experience open mic. We'd go, we'd hang out, read poems. He was super nice to everybody. He was like, not the life of the party, but just like a very... I don't know. People gravitated towards him. <laughs> and he like had a lot of it wasn't even just power, but it was a warmth and a kindness. So we'd go to backstage bar and billiards or triple B, whatever it's called, but it's diagonally from there. 
we'd go there and we'd hang out and we'd talk. And after a while, people kind of started walking away from us and leaving us to talk alone. And people were like, we know you guys are going to get together. And I was like, no, I just like him. He's very interesting. And so we both were interested in the same things, but for different reasons. So we could talk forever and ever and ever. So yeah, we, we said yes to talking to each other forever and ever and ever. <laughs> so my current partner and I met in a Las Vegas casino bar. That's right. And not very far from co-host Vogue Robinson's interaction. In fact, the same intersection at the famous El Cortez Hotel and Casino. And it was a Nevada Day observed weekend. So there I was sitting at the bar, thumbing away on a video poker machine, waiting for a date, spoiler, that never showed. So this was some 11, 12 years ago. And in walked my future person, looking extraordinarily cute and sort of wandering up to the bar. So I started chatting her. She was there to meet a group of friends who were going to go to that concert over at the beauty bar. Then uh, she sat down and she was trying to get the attention of the bartender to pay for a alcoholic beverage. And I said, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's a little trick here. If you gamble a little, you actually get that drink for free. And then she said, well, I don't gamble. And I said, well, if you just throw a 20 in, you know, they'll bring you over the drink. That's kind of the scam. And she goes, I don't scam. And I'm like, oh, okay. So why don't we do it this way? I will put a 20 in. You will play for realsies. If you lose, you lose. It was my investment. If you win, we'll split the proceeds. And either way, we'll get a free drink to share. And she accepted that invitation. And then we just had this beautiful conversation. Okay, here's the capper of the story. I, out of the blue, hit a jackpot on my video poker machine. And as is the tradition, when you're sitting at a bar and you hit a jackpot, you buy a round of drinks for the bar. And so I did. And all her friends automatically were like, we like that guy. And so we went over to the beauty bar together, two drinks in. And then my friend's band starts and we're out on the dance floor, me and my beloved to be, and really kind of hitting it off and there was definitely a great vibe going on and we're like yeah do we need to stay for the rest of the show and we're like no let's go hang out and talk elsewhere so we kind of left the beauty bar together and started a conversation that has not ended thankfully and so uh, as much as I absolutely adore and love Valentine's Day is no bigger or worse our Valentine's Day is Nevada Day This goes back a lot of years. She was a friend of my across-the-street neighbor, but we ended up working together in the early 80s in a department store in Henderson called Skaggs at the time. And we worked the same shift, which ended in the evening. And so afterwards, everybody would sort of congregate out in the parking lot and lean against cars and, and, you know, just gripe about management and so on as one does. And just over time, we just sort of like started gravitating toward each other and we started dating in like February of of 1985 to, not to date myself and I proposed I believe in March or April and we got married in August so it was sort of a slow burn realization but uh, I knew pretty quickly that it was that she was the one she's super intelligent she has a, a very like cool, practical intelligence, which I completely lack, as anyone who knows me will attest. Uh, And she's very kind. 
He's a very incredibly generous person. And so when you find somebody like that and you're, you prove to be compatible, you sort of glom on with super glom. And uh, I'm hard pressed to think of a time when we, an occasion when we spent more than maybe a week apart. Oh, that was so sweet. Cute. Well, there's hope for us, right? There yeah, is hope. There's hope. There's hope for meeting people in real life in Vegas. Yes. Do you have any last words or thoughts for listeners who maybe are single and trying to get out there and uh, do the dating thing in Vegas where dating ostensibly sucks, but maybe maybe not all the time? Be open and know your worth. Beware the tourists mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to drive across town. If you're in Henderson, <laughs> just take the drive to North Las Vegas. Just do it. <laughs> It's worth it. Okay, great. Well, thank you both, MJ, Layla. This is so much fun. I had a great time. Same. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you for inviting me. All right, here's a little news before you go. School district police are investigating an incident from last week in which a school cop was caught on video flinging a juvenile to the ground while shouting a profanity. This reportedly happened near Durango High School as police detained a group of black youths. The district says it's looking into the events leading up to the incident and will, quote, hold people accountable for their actions, unquote. And here's the opposite of a Valentine for our city. A new study ranks Las Vegas as the least safe city for online dating. The study crunched figures for identity theft, fraud cases, STD levels, and other crime stats to arrive at this conclusion. Of course, always remember you got to take surveys like this with a giant heart-shaped grain of salt. And look, love is out there for you. Just use common sense and be safe. That is all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. What'd you think? Does dating suck here? If you have friends out in the dating apps in Las Vegas, send them this episode. Then rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our amazing morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. Talk soon.